0: No, really. What are friends for? Welcome back, everyone. This is Gabrielle Ruiz with my great, great bestie friend.
1: palavi Sastri
0: here. Hi, bestie. Hi, girl. So a little bit of catching up on how things have been with You know, launching the podcast, we did that last week. Today is the 25th. We launched our first episodes on the 17th and we made it a double drop. And in the climate and the amazing change strides forward, as painful of growing pains that they are, Black Lives Matter movement is soaring. And I love that this week everyone's like, don't forget, don't forget, say their names, say their names. It's not a trend. It's not a trend. And so for us with our podcast, um, we have decided that we always wanted Fridays to be um, a podcast uh, shout out of other podcasts to like just start sharing and collaborating. Mm-hmm. So you and I put on our personal Instagrams, any black owned, black hosted podcast that you guys love, let us know. And we were both astounded when we texted each other that both of us got zero replies. Zero, zero. replies.
1: Yeah. Wow. The, the responses I got was like emojis. I was like, you're a bot. So not a real <laughs> response, but
0: <laughs> and with that, I it's it's amazing of how much work we have to do. It's wonderful that we have so much so much to do because that empowers mm-hmm. me. That empowers me with what with what I'm learning and with what I'm listening to about what I'm listening to and who I'm deciding to listen to and expose myself to. And if you don't know our guest tonight, who we have on one of friends for, you have to get known with this person, this human being, amazing person who I got to, I got to get to know on during my Broadway
1: debut. One thing that this guest doesn't know, we didn't tell him this, but like, I have this thing on this podcast where I've yeah. been somehow matching my lipstick colors to the guest. And so today I'm wearing a color called unforgettable. Mm. When I went to go see this person's show, I it is unforgettable. I will never not remember everything that I felt during that show. So, <laughs> so the artist, actor, dancer, mama's boy,
0: please welcome to What Are Friends For, my very very good friend for the longest of times, Daniel J. Watts.
2: God, I don't, I don't have time. Like, <laughs> I don't have time, but at the top. I thought we were going to start light, dive in. Probably thank you. That was sweet. So sweet. Thank
0: you. Of course. Of course. I meant it. And you have been on the top of our list. I mean, we've decided to put, uh, produced season two at the beginning of this year. So with the tipping point of Black Lives Matter happening in, I guess, I mean, I mean, pandemic, it's like every week is a year, but I guess that's May, you know, for, for you to come on and for everyone to hear your voice is very important to us because you have a spectacular voice inside and out, Daniel. Thank you. Ah, You're welcome. Thank you. And that's a wrap on the episode. Thank you so much for coming (laughs) on. (laughs) So, so Daniel, um, how you doing, man? What are you up to lately? Oh
2: man, you know pandemic times <laughs> it's you know it's New York City feels like a town somewhere in Jersey right now like it doesn't the and I mean that in a way that it's the buzz that is normally New York City isn't here. It's not you know you don't feel that. What am I missing? You don't feel that I got to get, get out there and get it, you know, for the first mm. time. New, I don't think New York City has ever felt like this, you know. So, like, there's this peace, this weird, wonderful peace in mm. New York City amidst, you know, I think for those of us who live here, we found out how crazy it was here on the news. We just know everything was shut down. And then we would look at the news and the news would say, it's pandemonium there. It's total gridlock, you know, hospitals. and they, Because, you know, the hospitals are all over there by by the water. Right. So like in the interim in the city as it as it were, you know, it was very low key. Everything was shut down. You know, there wasn't much happening. And then George Floyd got killed. And then the city started started mm. doing what the city does again. You know, now they, they, there's an energy here that wasn't here earlier. So just that's what I've been doing, staying in, in tune and out of tune and trying to like focus on myself while also keeping my ear to the ground with the goings-ons yeah. of pandemic times.
0: I love I love the in-tune and out-of-tune, what you just said, because that is very important when it comes to activism. But for you, artivism, which I want to get into for our listeners yeah. to learn about, because... The amount of rest that it takes for the amount of activism to express yourself and make that change and have those conversations rest is also so important. So that's what I hear when you say that. Is that what you mean?
2: That's what I mean. And I'm still learning how to tune out. Mm. You know, it's hard to I had tuned out when Broadway shut down. We'll probably talk about that. But like the minute I was exhausted, I was in need of a break. I felt I was like, I don't know. I felt that I was on a hamster wheel that I didn't know how to get off of, and I needed the world to shut down so I could get off of it or I could feel justified to get off of it. And then the world did exactly that, and I (laughs) kind of just
1: for all the listeners out there, yeah, he exited on stage,
0: screen left, Uh,
2: screen left, (laughs) and you know, and I got off socials. I like I I didn't do any. I was just like in my own. I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. Perfect. You know, and then, I you know I would check in every once in a while, but I wasn't posting anything. And then I found out about the killing of Ahmaud Arbery, and it was you know. And then I felt, and I started getting the hey, Dan, you're checking in. You haven't posted anything. What you know? Because I found people are used to me saying something, you know, Mm -hmm. in times I've, you know, I've, I know.
1: Do you find that you've sort of become that, that person for people?
2: (laughs) It's a hard thing to admit. And I don't know why it is. (laughs) The answer is yes. And I'm, you know, I'm still, (laughs) you know, taking onus of that. Um, But yes, the, the right three people said, you know, it was kind of like hit me with the kind of missing your voice right now.
0: Mm. Which
2: made me question my own silence and investigate mm. that myself. I was like, why am I, why am I averse to saying something right now when I would normally jump at that not an opportunity, but you know, I would have something to say. Um, and in the investigation, you know, I what ended up having was putting together a jam, um, and. In the jam, I in doing the jam, I realized that my silence had more to do with feeling stupid for having been so vocal in the past, and feeling like not much had happened. So I felt like, what's the point?
1: Mm, so you felt like, okay, I see. So you had been disappointed in the the lack of change previously. Previously, so you were, were you losing a little faith in your artivism and, and is that fair to say I mean I don't want to obviously put that on you
2: but yeah well, just the necessity of it you know it, it was it felt yeah. you know to to at that moment there was no difference and and I've said it before there's no difference between how ahmaud arbery was killed and how Trayvon Martin was killed there's no difference between how George Floyd was killed and how Eric Gardner was killed so what can I say in 2020 that I didn't say in 2013 14 and 15 that had, you know, what can I say? And that was what I ended up doing was just pulling out all that old material that I said back then
0: hmm. and saying
2: it again, you mm. know?
0: Do you feel, though, that those years of maybe spiritual training, in a sense, have made you prepared for this moment in your artivism?
2: Yeah, it's like I was workshopping my artivism. <laughs> 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 no, no, I'm not real, but that's how I felt, yeah
0: you know, I mean, even like as an artist, period, when you send out all those self-tapes, right? Or you send out all those voiceovers and you're like, man, I hope something hits, you know, like to be ready for that hit is also part of the, of the experience.
2: Yeah. Well, it's like, I know, you know, maybe then before I might've, it's, I think it's a combination of, I can definitely articulate with very pure point accuracy, accuracy what I'm Mm -hmm. saying, but also, Unfortunately, what I was saying needed more receipts. Mm. So, you know, at the time, Trayvon Martin was an anomaly of things and also all we had was someone he was on the phone with. That's what we were basing our account on. Mm. The audio coming through someone else's phone, and then we needed 6 years, 6 7 years of of footage. <laughs> Of of we needed we needed we needed right. footage of of, of Ahmad, archival archival footage archival <laughs> footage that we can go back and go okay this isn't a fluke this isn't a, a this isn't a one off this isn't uh, you know this is Philando Castile and Alton Sterling and Raquel Boyd and you know Taisha Miller and we needed receipts mm-hmm. so it's not I'm not just talking about Tamir Rice when I say. Tamir Rice, I'm talking about Tamir and, and, Mm. and, you know, so now it's, it can land on ears that are not so much, even if they aren't ready to receive, you can't refute the facts at this point. Mm. Now we're dealing with facts. It's not speculation or opinion or
1: politics. Mm. Politics.
2: This is, these are the facts because there are
1: receipts. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. How have your conversations changed with people you've known for a really long time and, and who know the know you as this person? It's not like you've you haven't changed your tune, right? Right. But how how have, has the conversation changed now with people now in this moment in the tipping point? And are you just in a I told you so sort of place? Or are you in a <laughs> I don't want to be, don't ask me these questions right now. Like, where are you at? You know?
2: Both. There are friends who like literally pulled me aside to let me know that they felt I was jumping on a bandwagon or that, you know, or that I was unfairly calling out police or, you know, and then those same friends are like, Hey, my fault, you know? And it's, it's both. It's like, I'm glad you're finally on board. Thank you. I'm pissed i had to say as much as i had to say for you to get it i'm pissed how much time had to pass for you to get it but and i need a minute i'm gonna get back to you but i need a minute for this relationship too Mm. you know because it's almost as if i had to die for you to get it you know you know
0: that's that is very very honest Mm -hmm. like provocative necessary to take that rest from that friend, right? Yeah. You need that time. You say, Thank you so much. I need a minute. I need a minute. Mm-hmm.
2: I just need a minute. And I need you to be okay with that minute. Have they? Yeah, they have to be. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's there. you know, there's, there's either, it's either I've said clearly, I need a minute, or I've mm-hmm. ignored texts.
1: <laughs> and yeah. then things like
2: that. Hey, just checking in, you know, and it's like, are right. you asking me if I'm okay? Or are you worried about you right mm, now? Because mm. there's, there's two different things happening. Which one is this? Right. Um, mm. You know, so, and that's you know, Pallavi, I, I hope you don't mind. See, I just did it. Pallavi, I hope you don't mind <laughs> you telling the fact that you needed to let me know, you know, how to say your name correctly. Mm-hmm. And I think we're in an age where, the whatever that thing that we were doing to make other people feel comfortable, or we're fear the fear of making someone feel uncomfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: While I sit in discomfort, is has to go. You yes. know, which I was—that's why I was—I really appreciate. It. It's like, no, tell yes, give me. <laughs> if I'm over here offended that I'm, you know, offended that you're offended that I said your name wrong, I have worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think like that's just where we are right now. I was like, in, I'm thankful that the pandemic happened there was enough pandemic happening before ahmaud arbery and george floyd and brianna taylor started happening because i don't think we would, we would we would be able to there was enough self-reflection going on enough time alone enough sequestering for people yeah. to start investigating themselves that
1: right.
2: now the conversation can happen in a way because if we weren't in the pandemic it would be you know business as usual Still right. business as usual this would still be like uh, you know it's right. it's the fact that nobody can go anywhere you can't be distracted from it it's mm-hmm. in your living room or on your phone or it's in your mm-hmm. feed all the time and and the people who are protesting about it don't have to be at work mm. <laughs> I don't have anywhere to be so I can be diligent too
1: you know what's funny what that reminds me of is like there's always this like there's this universal understanding i think because like mental health awareness has been so um uh on the rise in the last like 10 15 20 years which is a good thing but like it's a universal thing that people know that trauma lives in your body Mm -hmm. right people know that um so the ironic thing is that it took this much it took a fucking pandemic for people to be like black people have been living with this trauma in their bodies like i i think about like my own like you know body trauma trying to get rid of it like for me i had to get rid of my own trauma in order to get pregnant i I had a baby about 11 months ago um and yeah and like i i knew i had to do that work in order for that to happen and so Mm -hmm. like this is like you know, it's not the same thing at all. But like, why is it so hard for? Why was it so hard to uh, convey that message that like the the trauma is here. It's it's here. But you had to, you had to be sitting with your thoughts alone, by yourself in a pandemic, in order for you to understand that that's what was happening.
2: Um, I f- think it has a lot to do with. A no, not having had therapy for those who haven't had therapy, <laughs> because it takes a certain level of emotional maturity to know that you haven't been, to not take it personally when someone tells you that you haven't been you haven't been there, you haven't been stepping up, you've been missing this, this, whatever this is. Um, it also there's a certain amount of you then have to question your hard work. When someone tells you you were born on third base, when I thought I was working really, really hard to get to home and you telling me that I started on third base, does that negate the work that I did to get to home home plate? And the answer is no. Just know that I didn't start on third. I started at home and had to go to first, second and then third.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think it makes people question that's the the idea of privilege where does the privilege begin and where does it end if I have to work and it's like privilege is not without competition (laughs) it's not I'm not saying that you didn't have to compete to get where you were but you started on third or you started on second or you started on first and then there are people who started at home you know and this is relative to you know everyone's I started on a different base when it comes to being a man you know that's that my privilege is then shifted mm-hmm. when we start talking about that, and it's being able to recognize when your privilege is, is is at the top and when you might have a little bit less, and being okay with that, like, and that's okay. <laughs> it's like you you can't control your privilege. You weren't born. You didn't go. You know what? I'm gonna be white but I'm born. And I, you know, it's like, unless you did, like that's a thing that I don't know about, but you know, it's just like we are born into these systems and we don't know how they're going to go until we're into them. And then, and then we navigate the spaces as we, as we, as best we can. So it's just like, it's unlearning all of that programming that we're fed
1: mm-hmm. as
2: kids, you know, is that's what's happening now is like, distraction, distraction, distraction will keep you from deprogramming, will keep you from allowing your heart to break at injustices, because if you really pay attention to all the injustices, your heart will break all the time.
0: No, really, Pallavi. I love creating this podcast with you. It's been one of the greatest joys of my quarantine.
1: Mine too, Gabrielle. But girlfriend, producing a podcast is hard work. Girl, ain't that
0: the truth? That's why I am so glad we joined Patreon. Hey, Hey, Patreon. Patreon
1: Patreon is the opportunity for our listeners to get exclusive perks from us, all while supporting our podcast dreams. What kind of perks, V? Okay, I'll tell you. Our Patreon page has tiers to choose from so you can pick the WAF perks that speak to you. For example, just for joining as a first-tier WAF friend, patrons automatically get access to the vodcast. Gabrielle, tell them what a vodcast is. Girl, it's the video version of our podcast where you can see us and our guest interviews on camera. It gets better. We're also offering the option to join us for a monthly WAF live show and Q&A. That's amazing. So they can ask us about anything anything. And there's even an option to get exclusive unedited bonus episodes that are only released on Patreon. And you can get in on these perks for as little as $2 a month. Only $2 a month? Slay. You know, I think the best part of that is
0: 10% of all proceeds from our Patreon page go to charity. So not only are we focused on making great content for you, we also get the opportunity to give back.
1: So... What you're saying is all you got to do to get these perks is join at patreon.com slash WAFF podcast. That's W-A-F-F podcast. And that directly helps us keep making the show. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because that's what friends are for. Now back to WAFF. I want to
0: let the listeners know that this Daniel J. Watts, who we're talking to, has been this eloquent and powerful, and all that he says for as long as I've known him. Uh, we met on in the Heights and uh, on Broadway, and from your sweetness backstage to when did you when did you start the jam, which we would love to talk about.
2: The jam happened after Heights.
0: After Heights, right? But I just remember. You had already started spoken word. You had just you 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 wanted to start dedicating yourself to that because you always what everything that you say, Daniel. Which you're just one of those friends for me that not only do you listen to, but you remember. You're memorable, like Paulie's lipstick. You know what I mean? Like it's just <laughs> you are, and, and and the gift and the bless. You know what what you were given. Like the gift that you were given was is is your eloquence, and it counts. And on top of, on top of one of my favorite memories from in the Heights was it was freaking freezing probably in January. And if it, somebody doesn't know the show, um, it's set in like the hottest day in summer in Washington Heights <laughs> in Manhattan. And if you know, swamp sweaty New York city, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Just yeah. the the ecosystem of Manhattan during that time of the year is just disgusting, disgusting. and we all are wearing tank tops, shorts chanclas like we have to pretend we're hot you know (laughs) the whole time but the stage door was near stage left and i remember like us in summer clothes every time the door would open you could feel the draft go through the stage and (laughs) just (laughs) wind Wind. and we would we (laughs) see and we would just like giggle about it like backstage left upstage left and i just remember you doing this is for all the patreon people they can actually see this happen like you would get the wind with your hand and you go
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: and you would like, you would just like, just dance, or like show me where the wind was going. And that's, that's what it was like-
2: doing. It was going everywhere. It was, it was sliding into, it was sliding into your clothes and your hoodie and your sneakers, like because that's what it felt like.
0: No, and it was just awful. Oh, so and all, <laughs> do you remember that?
2: Of course, <laughs> <laughs> because you would entertain my foolishness. That's the thing. I was like, I can play with Gabby; she'll entertain me.
0: <laughs> well, we had a lot of time. You were swing; yeah. I was an understudy. And yep. Noemi Del Rio was like, "Get me on my center, son." Do you remember oh, that day? She, oh, wow! <laughs> and like just like moments with Daniel J Watts, uh, D Watts, uh, during rehearsal were just always such a joy and always such a sunburst of fun. And you're you are amiable but also like when you put words down and when you say something it counts and you don't ask for permission and you yeah. don't ask for forgiveness and that's what i love about the jam so if any i mean we're totally deep diving into our first segment into friends are reality yeah but there's a lot of in on daniel's instagram about the jam that has been pre- not preparing, but it it's, it's taken this, this leap and this, this momentum forward with people requesting to hear you. So mm-hmm. I thank you for, I thank you for answering to that because I showed it to, um, my assistant actually, who I brag about all the time and <laughs> she lives in Mexico city and we work virtually oh, wow. with each other. And I what? said, you need to, and when you were live, uh, from one, from one of the many times I've caught it, I said, watch this. This is what she was like, what's going on? Like from Mexico city. I was like, you need it. This is what you should watch. And she saw it and her life has
1: been changed. Oh,
2: that's changed. really cool. That's mm-hmm. really cool.
1: And listen, like, I know that we're, we're oh. new friends. I'm, I'm claiming you as a friend. Um, <laughs> Um, but you know, we have all the mutuals, like I said, and the first time that I knew of it, so this, this is about to go way back and cause I do my research for these, for these, um, episodes. And the first time that I think I knew of you was when Javi Munoz was going through chemo, like his cancer treatment. And we were on the same email chain. I don't think you knew that.
2: (laughs) did not
1: know that yeah to like ha- as his support system yeah, like we were yeah. like you know because yeah. he only sent it to like a small group of people and so when i when i went in today to like you know gather all my notes for the episode and i typed your name in that old email popped up daniel <laughs> and i was like "Wow, this guy like everybody wow. fucking loves you man and like and oh, they love wow. who you are and your heart is here it's here all the time yeah. um and yeah. then also another cool thing another cool thing uh, I recurred on the show uh, Blue Bloods for three years. And my first episode on the show was a show, was an episode you guest starred on.
2: <laughs> that is why you, <laughs> the first time I saw you, I was like, no. So that's it.
1: That was my first year on the show. And like whenever I went in, I like typed your name up. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh
2: that's it. Oh, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. So there's been like a weird like here thing. And I'm just so thrilled. I'm so thrilled uh, to know I'm so you. Thrilled. I'm so, cause I've admired you and I'm just so thrilled that people will know you through this podcast. And, and, Thank you know, I, I, know that there's a lot, there's a lot coming out of you right now. And also you need to preserve, but you know, just know that it's heard it's, it's received.
2: Thank you. I, that's, you know, that's the thing you always never, you never know when you start to say things like, I don't know if anybody wants to hear this, but <laughs> I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to say it, but that, it really means a lot. Like just to know that it's, y'all, y'all, y'all is sweet.
0: We're just showering you with love, but also truth because it's true. That, <laughs> just, like blushing over there. <laughs>
2: Super blushing.
0: But when we talked about, um, before we started recording, we talked about the type of friends that you have and where you are in your recent, and was it the word drift that you used?
2: What did I use? I I, did, I might float. have said float, float, float. Oh. float. Good job. It was float. I know. Float. I, you know, I was an only child, and I was the new kid every year, first through fourth grade. I was at a, we was just at a different school, and then, and then even, and then I was at the same. Then I was at the same place, in the same um, neighborhood, but they redrew the line so that my neighborhood kids were supposed to go to a different school. But my mom started teaching at my school that same year, so I stayed at that school, and the kids were going to a different school. So now I wasn't riding the bus with them anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's always like the you know I would see them on the weekends, and then you get older and extracurricular, and then tenth grade I moved again into a neighborhood that didn't really have a lot of kids, and I wasn't I mean tenth grade by that time you're you're a different person, and now we're <laughs> hanging out with neighborhood people, and so it's like my core friends, my friends never I never maintained anything. Friendship-wise, it wasn't until I moved to New York, you know, and even doing regional theater, you know, you 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 meet people, you do the show there. This relationship is as long as this show is running, and then we're you know we're off to doing other things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't until I was I spent a considerable amount of time in New York and made friends, and we find myself in another show with the same friend that all of a sudden I found. I was like, oh, you're still here. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> cool it's cool. We're still, okay. We're still, we're still, we're still doing this. This is still a thing, you know, and it was, it was an adjustment because I would disappear in my, you know, very autonomous only child self. And then I would get a tap. Hey, where'd you go? Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> Sorry. My fault. Got it. That's you know, It's so nice
0: to hear that friends say, Hey, where'd you go? Because hey, my, you go? Personal, yeah. my personal personal short version of this, of my New York experience was I felt autonomous myself to protect myself. Cause I was from the bullying experience in high yeah. school and the mean girl thing. I, I didn't believe in friendships and I always had just a very long-term relationship with a man. That was my friendship. And when I moved to Los Angeles, there were a lot of people that I realized from the wonderful relationships I built because of a show, not because uh-huh. I I never, dove deeper because of the person it was only because of the show yeah so I I mourn that maybe and maybe I didn't even see that people tapped and said where, where did you go because I probably just blinded myself from it too I just would avoid it you know mm. so it's really nice that if you feel like some anyone out there listening that you want to really know want to know how that person's doing do tap them they need tap it them. tap
2: <laughs> them mm-hmm. I learned mm-hmm. I had to learn that I had to learn because I would think of people all the time but would would never tap you know, and then. Then I got called out on it, <laughs> you know, and it was like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. got it. Mm-hmm. You need me to tap. Oh, mm-hmm. I think about you all the time. I should tell you. tap.
1: Yes, that, that's exactly it. It's like it's the smallest. It's the smallest gesture. And like when you break it down, you're like, oh, that takes literally one point five seconds of my time. <laughs> <laughs> so little time. So little time. It's, it's just, it can only get better from
0: here for there's darkness. There has to be light. And mm-hmm. the fact that you are such a beam of light for so many people that you don't even know. And for me that I've known personally for a very long time, but have been, you know, like I, I, the, you're the friend to me that like, if I text D I know he'll text me back, even if it's 10 years, the last time we spoke, <laughs> like, I'm like, I just know he will, because like, you're just so can't, you're always, um, you're approachable in that way. And, I can depend on you. So thank, thank you. you. This I'm is so just a love of session of Daniel I'm Watson. so thinking proud of you. Oh, thanks, man. We're going to wrap this episode with our final segment called
1: Lightning War.
0: And what it is, it's just a lightning round of friendship questions that you don't need to think or go too into detail with, but just like, you know, give us like short answers. And we're just, you know, right off the top of your head. So you is going to start off. So first question, Daniel,
1: how long? Is your longest friendship
2: technically third grade? One since third grade. Um, sorry, fourth grade. I'm gonna say that one,
1: okay? Yeah, really, really, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so you don't want to date yourself, you don't want to say how old you are. So it's fine. Oh, sorry, I'm
2: 37. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, no, 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 yes, I'm, I'm 37. Yeah, they were you we were in fourth grade, that was in 1980, Oh, no, 1991. When we
1: met. Love it. I, okay, I would that's that good. Math. We won't. We won't. We won't make you do math. I avoid math at all.
2: I count to eight and start over again. That's, that's <laughs> the best I got.
1: Exactly. Love that. Um, okay. So, what is your go-to way to stay in touch? Text. Mm-hmm. Um, in one word or a hybrid, a hyphenate word, um, what type of friend are you? Examples would be, you're a problem solver, you're a listener, you're needy, you're blunt, etc.
2: I'm the challenger.
1: Yes. Yes. <sighs> Killed it. Just, Killed it. Um, what do you want to do better as a friend? Check in more. Mm-hmm. Tap.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: And finally, D. what are friends for?
2: Support. I think friends are supposed to help you be the person you said you want to be. And if that means holding you up or pulling you down, not down, but just, you know, whatever it is, that's what a friend is to me. That person's like, hey, you're not doing what you said Mm. you wanted to do, you know. Mm.
1: I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks it's been a treat. <laughs> <laughs> and tell, tell everyone where, we,
0: where they can find you and all the things. At D
2: Watts Words, at D-W-A-T-T-S-W-O-R-D-S is Instagram and Twitter. I'm more of an Instagrammer than a Twitterer. Um, I'm learning. I'm still old. Um, no,
0: we're still old. It's never going to change. <laughs> I just can't.
2: It's too many things to keep up with.
0: Well, go follow D Watts Words. It's definitely the upgrade of your life. So get a, get on that. Thank you so much, Pallavi. I'm so glad now you, you actually
1: met Daniel. He's one of the <laughs> like, besties. We've had time to talk now, finally. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So yes. thanks, Daniel.
2: Thank you for the lipstick.
0: Unforgettable.
2: <laughs> get you some friends like these. <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs> Two, three, four. This episode was produced by Team Access Productions and Fast Nickel Inc. Our supervising producer is Philip Pesantian. Our consulting
0: producers are Kathleen Cho and Megan Densmore. Our production assistants are Alex Udome, Suzy Caveo,
1: and Bailey Dizzler. Our podcast artwork is created by Aishwarya Sukesh. Original music is by Joey Sherman. Special thanks to Samantha Wiener and Hari Savitala please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it now. This helps the show's visibility and it helps us keep making it for you. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at WAFF Podcast. That's W-A-F-F
0: Podcast. To find episode resources, send us positive feedback, or even leave us a voice message,
1: visit WAFFpodcast.com. We truly appreciate you all checking in with us online. But you know that friend that you've been like, ugh, I really haven't checked in with them in a while? Go do that. Yeah, go do that now.